you're listening to the Driven by Design Awards Wrap. I'm Mark Bergen, the founder of Driven by Design, and today I'm joined by Nicole Jacobs. Hello, Nicole. Hello, Mark. How are you? Very, very well. Now, Nicole, our listeners may hear a little bit of background noise here. We're, we're sitting in a cafe in Hong Kong. How awesome is this place? It's amazing. So listeners, you when you're in Hong Kong, it's called Elephant Grounds in uh, Cane Road. Um, it's right up these funky escalators in Hong Kong. When you everybody will understand what that's about. If you're not, just travel to Hong Kong. It's an awesome city. But um, uh, we're sitting here, we did a networking event for the Driven by Design community in Hong Kong here last night. And I thought what a great place to go record our podcast today. Absolutely. It's very comfortable. Now, Nicole, you run Nicole Jacobs Property Group, and some of the people in Australia might know you from some television appearances that you've had. What programs have you been on? Uh, I've been on Sky News Business and Real Estate, but probably more known for The Block on Channel 9. That's right. You are, if you know, there was a best and fairest in block history, you're the person who's been the most on the money with prices. You're this person who seems to go by in a, in a way that astounds everybody. Mm-hmm. You're kind of, I don't know, the Nathan Buckley of the, uh, <laughs> of, of the block, are you? <laughs> Nathan Buckley of the block. Uh, I think the, the success that we've achieved on the block has been due to exactly as you said, uh, being able to price it correctly for our clients and, uh, and being able to represent them when it's lights, camera, action, and most other people just freeze. But uh, because we've done it so often, then it's really easy. So Driven by Design is all about design from the demand side. How does the demand side of the equation work? And you're possibly the antithesis of the demand side because you turn around and you go, without you advising people, this is actually on trend, it's actually, this gets a high valuation, this is actually what people are going to buy down the track, this is where you're getting a great investment they're not making those decisions to give the return to the people who have invested in the properties. They're also not influencing what's coming through from an interior design perspective. So although you're not a designer yourself, you've got a really critical role that you play in the design decisions. Absolutely, and part of my job is to actually foresee what could also be done to a property. So it may not have been done now, but my job is to actually help clients work out what has been, you know, what is achievable uh, but when it is actually all done and the designs you know beautiful is it the right product for my clients or not because if it's the wrong house then it really doesn't matter what the design is but okay. design is really important and yes I am no no design expert at all but I see so many beautiful properties every day I work out what works so I actually think that you are a design expert a little bit like you can be you can be really into good health for your body without necessarily being a doctor. That is true, actually. And, and so so you've got an equal role that you're playing in helping people who are trying to go make these very rational decisions when they might be just having an, a non, emotional. an yes. emotional, non-rational approach to something and that you're getting in there and helping them in that mix. Yeah, absolutely, and that is, what I do to a T because clients come to me because they want to buy a property. Uh, they may have already found that property or I need to go out and find that property for them. But when it comes down to finding that property, they're always emotionally involved, especially if it's their home for the next 30 years. Investors are a little different, uh, but essentially if all goes pear-shaped, I say to my clients, you want to be able to live in it. So that puts another element on it. But for the homeowners and uh, and occupiers there, it's, it's very emotional. So my job is to take the emotion out for them 
they can still have the dream. I'm on the back sort of looking at all of the market data and being able to give them as much information as possible to make a really educated decision. Now, in the last couple of days, you've actually found that you're having what are your normal customers experience while you're here in Hong Kong, is that right? <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> so, so listeners, Nicole had shared with me that she, while she was here in Hong Kong, that she, she went and she looked at, at a ring. And this ring, and it, it wasn't Gollum and it wasn't gold, now it was a, it, it's obviously a beautiful ring that she's looking at, but she's found that she's having these, um, say, emotional, non-rational feelings about this ring. And then she gets into being the analytical side of, now I've got to find out, you know, what's the weight of gold? What's the, what's the carrots in there? You know, what would be the resale value? She's never going to buy the ring because it's actually, that's not what a ring purchase is about. A ring purchase is about something which is embodying either a reward for yourself or it might be a loved one that's buying it for you. It's got all these intangible values, a lot like Absolutely. a home. Absolutely. And I have experience that to a T this last couple of days and so uh, hopefully when you get back and you catch up with your clients and you and you talk to them you've now got like this refresher experience of just how encumbered you are to go make the say the best commercial decision mm. when you're actually having these beautiful you know experiences and you'll have endorphins running through your body going I'm gonna buy this ring it's gonna be fantastic so I have to ask the question have you done the deal yet <laughs> No, because I also have my husband here and he's doing the rational process for me <laughs> and he's going to do the deal for me probably, although he did say it's up to me. So Okay, so you, you doubled, hey, he's been listening to you because I'm sure you go to your clients, look, I can tell you the analytical side of this deal, but it's up to you to make the final decision. Is that right? It's actually, it's so true because I will price a property, work out where I think the value is in the market. But at the end of the day, there's always emotion involved for them. And so there's emotion involved for other people that are going to buy that property as well. So for me, I sit down and I talk to them about the rational. They always want to have the dream there still. And I can actually work through that emotional with them and let them know where it is if we're paying for emotion as well. Cool. So we're going to stop talking about rings and emotion <laughs> and all those sorts of things. If we played tracks, you know, some soundtracks on this, we'd have to put some Beyonce in here now, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you <laughs> like it, put a, put a ring on it. Okay. So, um, so let's get into our first project that we've got here today. It's, uh, it's in the Melbourne Design Awards and it's an interior design hospitality project. Um, it's number 19 is the name of the project and it's uh, the Buyer Soul Guys. And um, this is a project out in one of the outer suburbs so for people who are not used to melbourne you might call it a dormitory suburb you know this is not so much we're in the middle of the city we're a little bit out but what i'm seeing here is what you might say for people who have said i'm going to actually take that lifestyle decision have a little bit more land be living out somewhere but i want to get the urbanness i want to get that city uh, cafe experience and the team at biosol have done another beautiful beautiful execution here because it, it's got the it's got the feeling of that um, post-industrial, but it's actually clean. It's like a, it's like a clean post-industrial. I don't know when, when you look it's at very, it. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's clean. It's light. It, it still has sophistication. Beautiful brass finishes. A lighter polished concrete floor. It looks like. And I think that it's, you know, it really is a standard, obviously, that they're trying to achieve in this area. And I think it's Essendon, isn't it? It is Essendon. And the site that they're in, it, these are four and a half metre high ceilings. Like, this is a big volume and it's bright and it's welcoming. And 
a cafe like this, they, they've got to make sure that they're set so well because you don't want to jar against the people in the neighbourhood. No. But you also need to make sure that it's not too far a stretch for the people in the neighbourhood, but you want to welcome the new people in and create a new trend, a new behavioural set that's in here. I think it's an awesome cafe. I'm going to, I'm going to head out there. I'm, I'm going to go and try it. I know, yeah, I love going to, these, going to these projects and just stopping in here. And I uh, think it's connection that what you're talking about too, Mark, is it, isn't it? The, the newer clients, but the current people living in Essendon need to connect to that space. Yeah. And I think they will with that. And I suppose the challenge I see with a lot of these cafe projects is that you can go get a, a say, a world-renowned interior design team to come and work with you, but if you haven't got the front of house staff who can then go make the service experience oh, exactly. match, match the space, it can fall apart. So hopefully they spend as much time thinking about the customer experience inside this beautiful space as they yeah. have in what is a beautiful execution here. And of course the coffee. Well, the coffee's <laughs> going to be great, and uh, and let's say they probably do every variety of coffee you could imagine because that's just standard fare. That's the customer experience part. Exactly right. Now um, we're off to our next project here, which is the ANZ Breakpoint. It's a project that was done by uh, done for ANZ through their creative partners in Deloitte Digital. Uh, it's a marketing branded experience that was part of the Australian Open. Did you get to the Australian Open this year? I did indeed, yes. You did? And did you have an ANZ experience? I didn't, no. I oh, didn't even you know got this FOMO existed. now. You have so much FOMO. Because I, I went along and I managed to go see, see the experience. It was great. What I like about this experience is that it's actually for the kids. There's lots of augmented reality in here. It's got projection mapping. It's got this blue hue on it that kind of reminds me of a McDonald's toilet from about the 1980s where they didn't want you to shoot up. But this is actually an entertainment space. But um, you know, it is fantastic, uh, this project. And it's one of those things where for the kids here, who will be this bank's customers in the future. In the future, yes. This is the norm. Mm. So it's a norm for the kids, but exactly. not for the parents probably. The parents are probably saying it looks like Tron. For the kids, this is just the way the world is. Mm. And for ANZ, they've actually, this was part of a, a push that they had for their branded experience, because they were all getting into how do you go have an active experience how do you make sure that their product that they're trying to get out there as a strap line yeah. makes sense for you? And keep I think moving. they've done a great, yeah, just keep moving. That's important. It Breakpoint, beautiful project. Take a look at it online. If you're planning an experience for a major sporting event or a music festival activation, this is actually showing you where the status quo is. Yes. You're going to do one better than this or you're actually just a, a me too. So yeah. congratulations to the team at ANZ and Deloitte there. Now, um, our next project is uh, TEDx. Uh, are you a, a TED fan? I am a TED fan. Love uh, it. Are you a, I, I'm a recovering TED addict. <laughs> TEDaholic. Tedaholic, yeah. I'm in the 12-step process for TED where, you know, you, you go cold turkey, you apologise to the people that you ignored because you're watching too many um, yes. TED. I've kind of got over it, but now I've seen this work here um, by Your Creative and TEDx Melbourne, and it's an awesome, awesome visual communications piece that's here. And, and I think that's fantastic to go see, even though there's a lot of branding restrictions as far as how you're allowed to apply the TED brand. Yes. These guys have worked inside that and actually said, we're gonna go and shine a light on how the Melbourne creative community mm. would actually have a TEDx experience. Awesome project. It looks fantastic. Yep, I've now got FOMO because I didn't get to TED, <laughs> TEDx Melbourne this year. So gosh, I missed ah. out. So we're gonna head into the, our, our, our next project here is Lendlease Apartments Customer Experience by Lendlease and it's a marketing um, event experience for them. Now, 
Lend-lease is very much in your world when it comes yes, to it property. And I keep seeing some tension here from, from Lend-lease, particularly in the videos that they, that they put up, where part of the voice is actually all about the customer and part of the voice is also internal communications. And the internal communications, it feels like the, the staff members are actually talking to their bosses more than talking to their customers. And so I don't know exactly the, the reason for these videos, but they put, put it in for us to go consider. And as I look at it, I go, Lend-Lease are stumbling through becoming a human-centered, customer-centered organization. They're a lot further down the track than many organizations, mm. but they've st obviously still got some journey to go. I think Lend-Lease, um, you know, from that customer satisfaction are really trying hard. So they're not just saying about customers, they're actually trying to, to walk the walk, which is great. And the more they can do that, the better the feeling will be out there when they're advertising and, and the experience for the, for the people who are buying their properties. Yeah, and so we, we, we've spoken before in the awards wrap about Lend-Lease with their customers. And they've got people who are now in their second, third or fifth investment property. Yeah, so, you know, there's a couple of things that are coming around in the place economy, which is that people want to see that they've invested in a property. They don't want to go see it take that 20% dip because the yes. developer took too much money off the mm -hmm. table, which was just inflated price, not actually marketplace value. They want to go see that the property has been well kept. The expectations that were being set in the promotional materials were delivered. The lifestyle has been delivered. Because if it's an investment property, they've got to go see those rental returns come in. And you don't want somewhere that's got shoddy finish because that's going to cost you. Exactly right. It's going to have a disgruntled um, tenant. tenant. You're going to find that there's going to be then a burden from time to go make sure that that's all being fixed. Lendlease have been focusing on how to make sure that experience is so much better. I think it's fantastic what they're doing in helping people have homes and lives. Absolutely, and it's the age old, you know, it's harder to go and gain new clients. Why not look after the ones that you've got as well? keep them on board and then they're going to keep purchasing if they've had a great experience. Yep. Now, Nicole, we're heading off here to <laughs> to, to, to a jewellers. Fantastic. You might be heading to a jewellers after this podcast. I hope so. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. This is, a, there was kind of this twinkle in Nicole's eye there, which was kind of like that, oh, I so want this, which I, next time I go see you on TV at the block and you're being that cool, calm and collected person, I'm going to look across to the clients and say, I saw it, they've got that twinkle in their eye, which is something amazing is going to happen. And that's what I think happened here for Thomas uh, with their Warnable store here. When we, when we first went through and reviewed this project, we're going, wow, this, this is amazing, the design that's, that's fantastic. here. It's not what we expect in a provincial regional. town. Yep, yeah, regional. regional area. Exactly. And the, so the team at Traffic, who many people in the property market would know them for the work that they've done in rebranding many of the real estate groups, but here they're applying that great advertising branding heritage that the Beck family has. And so that you're bringing all of that through, but they're just helping to go and make a world-class brand, a world-class shopping experience here. Absolutely. And you know, Thomas Jewelry um, here, they go back to 1896. Like that is a huge haul for any brand and they've made it really fresh. Absolutely. It looks beautiful. You walk in there and spend quite a bit of time, which I think is pretty important when well, you're trying to buy jewellery. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you're having a relaxed experience. I've got a nice little consulting it suite. very relaxing. For people who are going through that should I, shouldn't should I. Should I, shouldn't I. And, and deal with all that. But then it's actually just got this really open space feel to it. I think it's a great project that's been done here. And we've got to remember that 
you know, people who come to anywhere in the world, we've got a global market, there's global experiences, and it's great to see that being invested and taken out into, into regional and provincial areas. Oh, must be time for a coffee. <laughs> Fantastic, yes, another one. So, all right, so we're here at the, the Grinders Coffee Brisbane. Now, you might say, how does a project in Brisbane get in the Melbourne Design Awards? Mm, well, I'd be asking that That's, straight away. And so the way that we go look at, look at it, because we're all about marketplace, this was actually done by a design studio in Melbourne. The brand is headquartered in Melbourne. In Melbourne, okay. Fantastic. So this is actually design that's coming out of Melbourne but it's being applied in the Brisbane market. Perfect. Awesome work here being done for the best full stop design to life. Now, I, I never know how to say their name, but a lovely um, small studio here have been working with Grinders for a while. They did the flagship store in Ligon Street in Carlton, which is the 80 year plus heritage store for Grinders. And the epicenter for coffee? It is, it is. Our Italian community in Melbourne, they brought coffee, a beautiful espresso coffee to us many, many years ago. Grinders were one of those families there. Yes. And then when you start to go look at the aesthetic that they brought in, you've got this beautiful post-industrial feel that's in there, but it's also got this amazing retail, just grab me off the shelf feel. It does. And that's the experience that you, when you walk in there, we're all obsessed with coffee in Melbourne, especially. So to have that, and it's beautifully, the colors all go with the surrounds and it's that whole experience. And we were, we're having a bit of a chat before, Nicole, about the, the flooring in here. This is, a, this is a supremely beautiful timber floor, which adds so much texture to the retail space that's here. But we can tell that grinders aren't approaching it from a cost accounting perspective. No, because <laughs> not with a wooden floor. <laughs> a wooden floor is going to actually, it's not as resilient as maybe some vinyls or some other products that are out there. But you're not going to go get the wallet share if you're actually doing the only the cost accounting side That's of things. That's right. So it's great to see the investment that grinders have been putting in here to go create that customer experience, make it feel like somewhere where you'd love to hang out or just go in and buy something off the shelf. Absolutely. Well, it's a retail experience as well. It is an awesome retail experience. So we're going to go back to the team from tomorrow. We spoke, we spoke about them before, but the team from tomorrow have gone and actually done a bit of their own branding. Always hard to do, I'm sure. Look, it, it is, and, and I know you paused a bit there, which, which I think is great, because it gets a bit confusing of why would a, a design agency turn around and do some, in this case here, some, some motion graphics, apply that to print, and, and my take on that is that a dilemma that you've got as, a, as an agency or a studio is you can't tell people that, oh, we kind of did something like this and this is how it worked and then show somebody else's project. Yeah. You know, and the example I'd give there would be the wedding dress. Imagine if you told a bride, your dress is a bit like somebody else's. <laughs> yes. You're dead. You are <laughs> absolutely. absolutely dead. She wants to be unique. That's it. So you want to make sure that you've got that uniqueness in there. And the uniqueness is actually about saying, well, here's how we brought some ideas to life, which is tomorrow's theme. How do you bring ideas to life? They've done a great job here in showing different ways through the creation process, showing different treatments of electronic media and print media here. And I think it's the type of thing that will be useful for them as they're trying to say to their clients, well, we go through those same insecurity yes, exactly, and themselves. not sure what's going on. But this is how we did it. This is where we got up to, and here are some of the decision points. This will be a great tool for the studio in the customer experience that they're having tomorrow. Brilliant work, team. 
Oh, we're almost there. We've got two more projects to go and have a look at, but we're back in another, ca <laughs> another cafe. So globally, you know, I know everyone's talking about bitcoins, but I think the ultimate global currency is actually coffee it's beans. It's coffee, absolutely. Co coffee beans are astounding. So here we are at Frank's Cafe by Hewitt Leaf. Now, um, have you come across any Hewitt Leaf properties that you've bought or sold? Uh, I haven't, no. Well, you might have, but you may. I Because often the architects... Actually, no. And, yeah. and I actually think that's something that's missing in property marketing. I don't know why people aren't showing attribution and respect that this is actually a named architect and this is actually the work. Somebody was telling me that many people who are buying actually think they're paying too much if it's architecturally designed. Yet Most they things want are architecturally designed I, I if, we, if we got it out there, but I agree. A lot of the time when I go into a property that's been architect designed and have a, an, an interior designer as well, and it's not even mentioned, but yeah. I will know it is, so I'll be asking. So, so I think there's something about that, which is there's provenance. And you know, if anyone turned around and said, "Yeah, I've got something that when Picasso was in, uh, you know, s struggling in the cafe and he drew this," you'd want it. If yes. it's some work that's been done through multi-award winning team at Hewitt Leaf, I'd want that in the cafe. Absolutely. Or I'm attracted to it. Yes. I might just be a design geek. No, I think that it's really important. Do your kind to me. So, so here we are. This is this is a beautiful feel for a cafe, which is an extension for people's living spaces. As I look at it, I think so. I think more and more people uh, are utilising less of their home and wanting to get out, uh, maybe on the way to work, and actually just have a coffee, Wi-Fi, and just you know use it as their second office. Exactly, and you're either going to be looking for out of home entertainment spaces, out of home workspaces. I know. My partner and I, we both travel a lot, and it's really nice to have nights at home. Yes. But, oh, we love it when we go out and there's a cafe or a restaurant that we go Someone to. Someone else and is cleaning up, aren't they? It's fantastic. <laughs> so Frank's Cafe here by the team at Newt Leaf, it's gorgeous. It's got all of the hallmarks of saying, let's go in there and make sure that we record a podcast in there. That's, good. That's my <laughs> I <think> feeling. So. <laughs> so, so I know I'm off there at some point. I, I, might, I should actually get the guys from Newt Leaf to join me but Absolutely. not talk about their projects. So oh. I think I'll go do that. All right, so we're still in hospitality here. We're Excellent. looking, our last project for today is the grilled website. Are you a grilled customer? Absolutely, but as you know, I'm vegetarian. And one of the things I love about grilled is that they do have an amazing vegetarian option for their, for their customers, which is to me, Fantastic! We can experience something that the meat eaters do as well. So I was being a, I was being a little bit teasing before in our preparation, <laughs> and I was saying, but it, it's meant to have pig and it's meant to have cow on it. It can't be a hamburger. And you did correct me. No, yes. veggie burgers are fantastic. They're awesome, and I will admonish myself a bit later <laughs> for that. But here we've got the grilled website that's in here. We spoke about the about grills API that they went and did that helps them through part of this journey and. And Nicole, you said to me before, what's an API? Well, yes, I'm You're not still not, that, but yeah, still not I'm much not wiser. very savvy. Okay. So we all know about the idea of automation and artificial intelligence. Yes. And as part of the path to get there, you're going to need to have machines talking to machines. Yes. So if you've got a machine or an application talking to another one, it'll be doing it through an API. So in this case here, the machines that are talking to each other are people's phones through the app, using the API, talking back to head office. Then you've got head office through the API, talking to the signage that's in the store, Great. the digital signage. And so this has now meant that the, the team at Grilled aren't trying to work out how to go send 
different sorts of messages on different versions of operating systems, different sorts of iPhones or Android mm. phones. They now can go use one common standard and get on with the heavy lifting about creating better experiences for their customer. Love it. That's all about the back end, the heavy stuff. I think what Evolution 7 have done here with the team at Grilled is that again, they've made a beautiful, delightful design. I must say, I, last, last week we were talking about an Evolution 7 project and I referred to it like a symphony, which is everything is in tune. And, and I think that's right, exactly what they've it. done here. I love it. But also the graphics that they've presented, that they've brought in a couple of branding elements <laughs> from Grilled as well on their screenshots. And it just makes it fun and enjoyable, which is kind of what a Grilled experience is all about. Exactly right. It is fun and enjoyable. Now, you've told me that your kids have a bit of an experience that they do at Grilled. Something about, is it putting coins or putting they, beans? They put caps. A uh, bottle cap? Yeah, like it? a bottle cap. And I think it's each week or each month there is a community um, project. So there'll be three different projects that you can put your caps in and then Grilled give a, um, some money to those people. And that's right, because they then they're trying to actually work out how to go use their very large corporate footprint, which is over 100 stores, but act locally for causes that act, that will have a relationship to the people in that exactly. community, which I think is a brilliant initiative. And that's kind of the experience that they're trying to go bring is how do you go bring the horsepower of a large brand corporate infrastructure, bring it down into local executions, and in this case, a personal execution Absolutely. down in that app. We've got our entire family talking about it, and our three girls all got to choose and read about each of those community um, projects and, and decide who they were going to give their vote to. Awesome. <laughs> so, Nicole, that brings me to the end of our nine projects for oh, this week. I wish that went quickly. I know. You've been an amazing rapper. <laughs> thank you very much. And um, But I've got to go and make sure that we thank some of, some of the people in the community. So I've got a couple of commitments I've got to go do okay. here. We can't do this without the community input. And Driven by Design is all about the design studios and the design commissioners that get behind what we're doing. So a big shout out to the team at Biosol. Deloitte, obviously TEDx Melbourne, Lendlease, Traffic, Best Design to Life, Tomorrow, You at Leaf, Evolution 7, and without Nicole, without you being here, I wouldn't have been able to do the wrap. So thank you very much. Thanks for having me on, Mark. And uh, listeners, if you've just heard somebody run out, I think that's Nicole heading off to go buy that ring. Um, let's see if we can go get a photo so that we can show you, or maybe she's actually a little bit private about that sort of stuff. But that, it's great to have had Nicole here. Thank you for listening. The awards wrap will be back with another episode next week. And uh, obviously, if you're in Melbourne or if you're in Sydney, there's stuff that you've got to go do around awards deadlines. All the other markets are open as well. So make sure you're getting your projects in because if we haven't got the awards nominations, we can't actually talk about them here. And as always, be driven by design.